I mean, look, I love Ben Shapiro. He reflects my views. But there is another conservative journalist who reflects my views even more and projects, I would say, a more dignified and more manly affect. Uh, imagine imagine a journalist from like a 1940s film noir movie. You know, you got the fedora. You're pounding the pavement on the mean streets. Well, a, a, a journalist uh, qua, qua raconteur, the kind that would be featured in, you know, your favorite pulp fiction from the period. In fact, he even has a nickname, the Night scrawler but those of us who know him better know him as simply joe that's right it's joe warmington and i apologize i've got my blackberry here i'm actually well, expecting, that's okay i'm expecting a call from the mayor yeah joe warmington was rob ford's staunchest ally and defender in the media stenographer to give people a flavor of like just kind of how obsequious some of this stuff was so after rob ford died warmington wrote an article in the sun uh, this is the headline Puppy helping console broken hearts of Rob Ford's family. Uh, And this is the lead he wrote. There was only one Rob Ford and one Ford nation, but now there is a dog Ford. Yes, the late politician's children, Stephanie 10 and Dougie 8, did get their puppy. Um, You know, I don't have a right or left point of view on every, every time anyway. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. Speaking of food, you alluded earlier to the big barbecue riot that happened in Toronto. This was a minor uh, passing culture war story that briefly lit Toronto aflame for like an afternoon last year. Uh, this was a barbecue guy who like wouldn't follow COVID guidelines or something like that. What, what was his deal? Yeah, I mean, uh, we can read about how Warmington uh, wrote about it. So this is kind of after the after the fact. This was in late November. Uh, after spending a night in jail, Adamson's BBQ owner, Adam Skelly, is now out on $50,000 bail. But that is not the biggest news of Barbecue Revolt Day 4. So I just I just love that. Barbecue Revolt. I mean, there's so much to unpack in the phrase Barbecue Revolt. I feel like we're at risk of exaggerating all the parallels with Trumpism in this episode. But like that sort of the sort of suburban identity politics, the sort of like extremely dumb don't tread on me kind of like animus towards public health regulations and stuff like is hard to miss here. And also Warmington's like the way he talks about this, like even if you if you disagree with lockdowns and stuff the thing that he's doing here where it's like he's implying that this is like the worst thing that is possibly imaginable like you know first they came for the barbecues you know and like the framing of these of these like just entitled suburban dipshits like you know refusing to follow the rules like him framing this as some kind of like this is the great sit down strike you know (laughs) like Uh, anyway, uh, I've been rewatching The Wire and I've uh, got up to season two. So there's a lot of people where their take on season two is like, I'm not interested in this because who cares about a bunch of like unionized dock workers, you know, unions, blue collar work. That's all anachronistic. And, you know, I like I like I prefer the, uh, the, the much uh, grittier. That's often the word you hear grittier, you know, first season and, and subsequent seasons. 